The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 96. Yes, just four more to go until we hit 100. Won't that be nice? Yes, I'm sure it will. Well, for this episode, once again, I'm welcoming back uh, Mercedes Carrera. Hello, Mercedes. Hi, Doc. How are you? Oh, I'm just dandy. Uh, So, uh, according to your Twitter feed, you've had quite a party with those fine folks at hustler <laughs> oh we did yeah it was a really nice um they did a really nice event and they brought uh mr larry flint out which was kind of a surprise to all of us because he's yeah. he's quite he's quite a bit up there in age so he doesn't right. usually make the parties anymore so that was kind of neat and uh, they relaunched their website so everyone can go to their their official page and see that they did a very nice job and so okay. it's kind of neat yeah lots of fun Meanwhile, you've got a couple of projects you've been a part of lately. Uh, Vet TV. Yeah, Vet TV. They're fantastic. They're um, for those of you who don't know, they have a. It's kind of like a Netflix style pay per view or a subscription service, I guess you'd say. And right. it's five dollars a month to subscribe, and they do all veteran related programming. And I think they they release like one new episode a week, and then a lot of little little fun things in between. So. Kind of a cool, a great, great organization. Don O'Malley is a fantastic guy. You can check him out on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, he also has a nonprofit called Irreverent Warriors. He wrote a, a book, I think, called True Confessions of a, of a Lieutenant or Marine Corps Lieutenant, something like that. So you have to go yeah. check out his stuff. Really cool. Just great. And so they brought me in for a cameo, and you guys will have to see. It's very politically incorrect. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're good for that. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're building it up, and they'll probably add more programs as they go forward. Yeah, it's something like that. There, there's a lot of um, there's they've got I think one series up right now, and then a Grunt's Life is going to be uh, a a series that they launch in September. So they're filming all of a Grunt's Life right now. Uh, through I think August fourth, and then it'll go into editing, and and then I think they'll have like ten or twelve episodes. So they're doing so, a ton of content. Right. So is Grunt's life like a documentary type thing, or is it or a I, dr- dramatic? It's it's kind of it's more like a comedy. I mean, okay. a, a lot of it's it's comedy and satire. I mean, it's it's really like a satirical take on deployments and war and and all of that. And uh, Donnie O'Malley is primarily a comedian. Yeah, okay. So that's kind of his, that's more his speed. So um, he he doesn't take himself very seriously, and that's what's really great about him. (laughs) Well, it's probably a healthy dose to have a sense of humor when you're in that kind of chaotic uh, environment. (laughs) I think Uh, so, yeah. otherwise you'll go insane. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's really, he's really funny. He's really great. Yeah. And uh, and everybody, a lot of talent at Vet TV. I, I'm really pleased to have been a part of it. And you know, they're they're the group that that is okay with having someone like me around <laughs> because because <laughs> because after they've been through that, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're very, they're very much a part of that world, and they're very. Um, 
uh, how do you say this? They're they're all about the politically incorrect. So right, it works for them to push a lot of buttons. And, and the Marine Corps is, is known. For, they're all they're mostly Marines involved in that TV. Right, right. So they're known for their kind of sick sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like I said, you know, that's going to happen like when you you can't go through that horror show, mm. you know, and, uh, and and then be upset by little little teases and jokes here and there about things you're not supposed to say or whatever. And that's not that. that no, no. I, you know, you've seen people get blown up and stuff. So, you know, yeah, those guys aren't going to uh, put up with those kinds of rules. Uh, uh, but uh, speaking of the military, you also have your other project. Which is Project MILF. Yes, that's right. And, and you know, thank you so much, Doug, for making such a great graphic for me. And several, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, so Operation MILF is Operation Military. I'd like to fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's uh, that's my play on words there. Because I once I wasn't going to be only MILF. So I said, well, you know, I'm the only MILF there. But this is about the military, not me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, it's been fun, and it, it's it's been a lot of fun. We're, we'll be launching. I've recorded about four or five scenes so far, actually. Wow. Yeah, so they're they're in editing, but I will be uh, releasing a whole different set because I, I, it's been a learning process for me on how I'm I'm filming it. So I'm going more towards an amateur content yeah. kind of kind of. So it's not like not like you don't bother to dream up a storyline or anything. It's just well, here's our soldier, and here I am. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's very much, very, very gonzo, but I'm even taking it down a notch from, I'm used to doing like more uh, production level content, lighting and, and pro cams and stuff like that. And I'm actually taking right. it down a notch from there and really yeah. making it just really more comfortable for, because it's it's an odd thing to do if you, if right. you don't do it every day. It's very strange to have somebody right up in your face with the camera or up in your balls, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, uh, no. So, hey, wait, what are you doing back there? Yeah, exactly. I'm the cameraman. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's it's made him a little nervous. So I think we're gonna we're we're gonna go to a more casual, probably GoPro type of setup and and, and do that. So that'll be coming out soon. And I'm testing. I'm, I'm, so it's been it's been great. It's been really fantastic. The <laughs> the outpouring of support has been great. And uh, you know, I'll be I'll be putting out a few T-shirts and stuff like that to support the project. So I'll let you guys know about that. But. It's all good. Cool. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. So well, you know, when you, when you first contacted me about it, and I was looking it over to what you were doing, and I thought the first thing that came to mind was the old uh, Bob Holt joke when he brought one of the girls out to one of the uh, the USO shows he did. I just wanted you boys to see what you're fighting for. <laughs> And so it's kind of like, oh, you're a veteran. Well, here's your reward. <laughs> it's to- it's completely that. It's actually yes. really. I mean, that's that's kind of what what I'm doing. It's just thanks for your service. And you know, somebody was asking me, you know, the, the Operation Milf website if I'm going to have um, subscriptions and stuff like that. I'm really not. I mean, I, I plan to have the scenes up on kind of a pay what you want kind of thing basis, right, as a, right. in terms of. If people want to throw some money at it, great. I expect the content to, to mostly get stolen. I mean, it's just that's the way. Oh, the that's the nature of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not too worried about. I'm not trying to make a lot of money on it. It's more. It's just more of a fun project for me. It's going to put out some fun content, and, I, and you know, it 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 draws some attention to the military. And I've gotten some really great feedback from the guys. I've actually gotten some really amazing emails from some of these guys <laughs> saying, "Hey, this is." This is kind of giving me hope what you're doing, and and you know I was having a bad day or a bad year, a bad couple of years, and 
and now I'm not. And so it's it's kind of right. it's like my own little form of service, you know. Yeah, and I mean, you know, God bless him. I mean, yeah. uh, if any guy is deserving of this type of treatment, it's uh, <laughs> veterans, you know. And I mean, I, and people are judgmental about porn and stuff. Well, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I, I, I I'm not going to hold any judgments over uh, veterans. I mean, good lord, uh, if that's what he wants to do, and if that helps him uh, get back from where he was or uh, cope, hey. Yeah. More power to it. Oh yeah, and that's and that was the other thing too is you know in terms of people who watch pornography, um, the the one group of, of people I can really support watching pornography or veterans in the deployed yeah, state yeah. because because you know it's I think that there is a point where watching pornography can become unhealthy when it becomes an obsession and, and yeah, people yeah. are watching it for hours every day. You know I think there's and I'm I'm. You know, I make the stuff, but I'm the first person to say, hey, you know, I think maybe you need to get out there, <laughs> get out there in the world. Yeah. Um, but uh, these guys, I mean, they don't have access to women and they're being deployed to environments that there are no <laughs> women. I mean, you're in the Middle East. These women aren't even allowed around their own men, let alone right. there's no dating out there. This isn't Southeast Asia where, you know, like a lot of the Vietnam vets came back with wives and stuff like that. I mean, you're, you're right, talking right. a really an environment where even looking at women the wrong way can get you killed. So pornography is really a saving grace for a lot of those. Men, and, and that's part of the why I support it so greatly. So it's kind of that, you know, cause people say, why don't you do like a fuck a fan thing? I'm like, well, you know, I, just cause you watch all my pornography doesn't mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to earn it. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, for me to spend time and for us to do that, you know, in, in this industry, it's like, I, that's been, you know, that model's been around for a while, but, I, I don't want to encourage people to use an unhealthy amount of pornography. I don't think that's a good thing. So right. where's the veterans? I mean, hell, you know, it's, it's currency when you get out in Afghanistan. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, the pros and cons of pornography is usually the pros being it. Like you can even have married couples yeah. after a while, the relationship gets stale. So you, you, you pop in a porno, you watch it, you get turned on and you have sex with each other. Exactly. That's, that's the best benefit of it. Uh, but yeah, you, you can, you can become uh, obsessive about anything. Exactly. Lord knows I know. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it, it's always unhealthy. Absolutely. And so, yeah. So if you're still, uh, if, if, if the keyboard and if the computer is sticky, <laughs> you need to, uh, I don't know, go out and jog or something. Yeah, it might be something you know, to Find something break. to do. You know, or get a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's never going to be as good as the real thing. That, so, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's what, entertainment, folks. <laughs> that's what yeah. we always tell people. It's entertainment. But it is, you know, and that's what's cool about the vets. I mean, the, you know, I get emails back. From a lot of these guys saying, "Hey, you know, I spent a lot of time with you when I was out in Afghanistan the last time," and I, so that was part of the inspiration for the project. I mean, they're painting a picture for me about being 130 degrees, you know, with a cracked screen laptop, watching some JOI video of me, and I'm like, "Man, this is the least I could do. Thank you for that, because that sounds like hell." <laughs> so, so it's kind of neat, yeah. You know, and I mean, some people say, "Oh, they shouldn't be watching that." And I'm like, "Look, pal." Ever, <laughs> you know, and I mean, usually the loudest ones, and then, well, they've got the worst pornography you can think. Of. I was gonna absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and there are people who's like, you know, every time you hear one about a rape case or something, it's it's always one of these pro feminist men, oh, anti porn activists. Yeah, 
Absolutely. <laughs> it's just brutal. It's like, hey, what is that? I don't know. But he's yeah, he's overcompensating to uh, try to make himself feel better uh, about oh. the dark demons that he has. Absolutely. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, wasn't there one of those just the other day? Was uh, He was arresting, like, pedophilia or having... Yeah, that who was that? Yeah, that was just like a week ago or yeah. something. He was uh, big in one of the probably part of the women's march things or oh, something yeah. like that, and uh, he was one of their top guys. And whoopsie, he's got kitty porn uh, on the computer and all that. Uh, well, now so. it, it makes sense why he invited the elementary school to the march now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I put the kids out of school early. Uh, come join the march. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have said that. Is that too soon? I, I, I know. I mean, it's a yeah, it's a tough uh, line there because it's so bad. Uh, but yeah, it's like a lot of some of the, the stupid excuses and stuff. And he's like, "Well, uh, that was helping me deal with the urge." Yeah, no, no, I, no. Because it's, now somebody got hurt when that stuff was made. Exactly. Uh, you can't, yeah, the, the, you're gonna have to do the time, buddy. Oh, because uh, yeah. Well, that's and that's you know one thing that's always really bothered me is that they called the they call the filmed abuse of children kitty porn. And it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's not pornography. It's you're you're, yeah. you're filming the abuse of children. It's not the same thing. And right. that's that's a, one of those things that they use to kind of like, you know, uh, muddy the the water on that right. topic. You're in that industry, Mercedes, and you should be. You know, because and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're very, very much all over the age of eighteen. And there's there's a lot, yeah. every time I walk on set, we st- sign a stack of paperwork, and they look at two IDs. And if there's any question at all about somebody's age, they're sent off set. I mean. We don't do that, especially after that Tracy Lord stuff back in like the eighties. And there's a lot of regulation right. in our industry. That was the big blow up, and yeah. they, you know, and of course Tracy Lords. That's one of those things. When I, uh, I'll always give one a second benefit of the doubt when I see an article about somebody who's got mm-hmm. busted with this stuff, and yeah. I'm like, well, is it really kitty porn or is it something like Tracy Lords? Right. <laughs> Tracy right. Lords, uh, boy, she looked almost thirty. Yeah, she did. <laughs> hey, know? you know, and it's and, amazing. A lot of those girls by eighteen. You know, they do. Right, right. Yeah. So that's not because, uh, you know, pedophilia is the preteen kids. Yeah. That you know, that that's the weird thing. Uh, you're still a creep if you're uh, banging 16-year-olds, but you're not quite the monster yeah. that uh, that is. But uh, apparently the case of this guy we were talking about, that's exactly what he had. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but Tracy Lords, that whole thing blew up. And uh, so I always thought, you know, if you're going to be in the porn industry, you would have to almost be paranoid to the point that you're constantly checking and rechecking to oh, make yeah. sure this is all legit. Oh, because, yeah. Because, boy, once that happens, uh, you're, that's, you know, y- y- you'd be better off being accused of murder oh, <laughs> than anything like that. Absolutely. And I actually, I mean, you know, I'll work for the same company 20 times or 30 times, and I they still yeah. check both of my IDs. When I come on set, right. I mean, this is this is where we're at. So, you know, it's one of these things where you look at a lot of, you know, the kidney porn stuff. It's like that stuff's coming out of Southeast Asia and it's coming out of, right, um, right. you know, other countries where they don't have child welfare services, third world countries that Haiti <clears throat> Clinton Foundation. Sorry, did I, I know. say that? Good Lord. <laughs> but, oh, God. You know, and, and those cesspools. Yeah, you can't even you can't even equivocate the two. It's a real, you know, you get into that. And, yeah. and the people in the porn industry are usually you don't find people in the porn industry who are interested in stuff like that. This is not that's not it's really yeah. above. like we're all very above board. 
And it's, yeah, that's true. I haven't heard of any real mm-hmm. bus of porn stars no. involved in anything like that, or nope. any uh, rarely any kind of. The only thing recently was what's his name? He was accused of raping his girlfriend or something, and then he said, she said, I don't know what. Uh, what? Uh, uh, oh, damn it, uh, James Dean. Oh, uh, James Dean. Yeah, and that. I mean, <laughs> well, so I didn't know what to believe there. Yeah, but, but that was about he, it. You know, he had a new girlfriend. I don't know what the hell happened. He might have raped her. Who knows? But. But <laughs> but but I do know because I know James. I've worked with him several times. Everybody knows they've had, they he and Story had a very tumultuous relationship, and then he had yeah. just settled down with a different woman, and was oh, buying okay. a house with this different woman when suddenly these rape accusations were thrown yeah. out. So you know you can draw your own conclusions from that. But there's a reason right. that the porn industry, the feminist media, and the media fucking had a tizzy about it. But the, you notice the porn yeah. industry itself really didn't do much because there's no proof. And also, right, right. And I mean, when it's after that, I mean, if you do it immediately, you make the oh, accusation yeah. and you're you're battered and everything. Uh, hey, I'm behind you 100. Yeah. percent you, know, you 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 got the goods. Uh, after a, 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 the relationship is over and he's got a new girl, oh boy! And they got a new <laughs> girlfriend and they're buying a house and everything's looking yeah. out for him. And I, I mean, it's a, it's it's yeah, you know how hot no fury, <laughs> right? So, right. Um, and so yeah, and I mean, of course, everybody was running because from uh, <laughs> some uh, a show I hadn't seen all this work. And they were showing like animated gifs and stuff. Gee, he he does the rough stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh God, he's got to go to court with that. Oh yeah, and you know, and it's, this is why we do consent videos in the industry. This is another part people don't know. We do. I, I don't do those types of scenes partially because I'm so large too. I'm like, I'm five eight, five nine. James, <laughs> you Dean might hurt him. Yeah, James Dean is very is not a large man. I'll send a picture where he's. You see, I mean, this is why it's kind of. For those of us in the industry, I don't know how. I mean, Story is not a large woman. It, it's possible. You know, things happen in people's relationships. I've never been in a relationship with James Dean. It's possible he's a rapist asshole. I don't know. But what I do yeah. know is that there was no proof of it either way. And I do know that the consent videos, the girls who do those types of scenes, like doing them. That's a that's a choice that they make. And, I would assume so. Yeah. Because boy. <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, it's a. And also, it's very. It's very theatrical. A lot of what you're seeing. Um, as a, as a, you know, as a visual, it's not exactly what's happening. So a lot of the right, choking right. and that, the hitting and stuff like that, it's really, yeah. it's very staged. And and I mean, sorry to burst people's bubble who are like really getting off. <laughs> You're ruining the fantasy. I know, but I thought she was really getting beat up. Like, <laughs> you know, I, they do it. They do it at like kink.com. That's where they do the real. Extreme <laughs> oh, well, that's appropriate, <laughs> but it is, and they've gotten in all kinds of trouble inside of the industry because oh. people, you know, girls will come back bruised and the girls are liking it, but the agents go, "What the fuck did you do to her?" You know, and so oh, there's been yeah. a there's been a lot of like stuff like that. So they've actually dialed back a lot of the scenes. I don't work for them, so I don't yeah. know. But you know, you again, if if it was really something like that where where he was that abusive, you know, people wouldn't want to work with him. So, right, right. you know, because why, why these girls make a lot of money? Why would they choose to put themselves through something like that unless they, they actually like it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So that was like the only thing I could think of. And uh, and then there was one other. It was a girl. Well, woman. And she was at a party or something. And it ended up being a sex party. And she was stoned and stuff. Well, turns out some of the girls she made out had sex with. One of them was as young as 12. And well, she got in trouble. So that was the only other one. I don't I can't even remember. know about that. That's so funny. Yeah. It's, oh, what was her name? I can't remember. Of course, I, 
the porn name was like uh, Mary or Marsha. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it must not. I can't remember, but anyway, a, yeah. It might have been a while back, or, you know, I mean, look, that's yeah. not to say there aren't some like nutters in the porn industry. There's plenty of people who <laughs> yeah. are really, I mean, are unstable. But the, the, the pedophilia stuff, it's just not something. I, yeah, most right. the people in porn are pretty disgusted by it because they, they get, most of the, of the porn people are actually really disappointed with the turn of the porn industry to go towards a lot of this age play type stuff. When you talk to the actual performers, a lot of them are like, ugh, I'm really, yeah. I, I mean, including myself, I've done some stuff like that. And, you know, afterwards, you're like, you know, that really wasn't that fun. <laughs> so yeah. um, a lot of us got into it thinking it was going to be more like porn was in the 90s and the early 2000s. And it's changed. And a lot of that is because the the people watching this on the tube sites are from countries that are really into things like incest and age play. You talk about places like India and Asia oh, and they're driving the market. And, and so and a lot of the, the porn performers are now starting to go, you know what? I don't really need the work that bad. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to choose to not do this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to call the guy daddy and all that type of stuff. Oh, but the girls, oh, I mean, you'll geez. see some of this stuff where they're dressing these girls up in pigtails, you know, like 18 and right. Right. Know, That's yeah. You know, teddy bears. I know a performer. She's like 25. She looks like she's 18 and yeah. she, oh, she actually looks like she's 12, but she's a, she's a 25 year old woman. <laughs> and oh, and she, she does these roles and we're talking, and it's just work, you know, at that point you're an actress but yeah. in her personal life, she looks nothing like she looks on camera. It's just a, it's a thing. And it's become such a thing. A lot of the performers my age that are women are starting to go, you know, I don't want to do stepmom roles anymore. I'm kind of done. Right. And so a lot of us are starting to opt out of those roles. And so pretty soon they're going to, we're driving the industry back the other way. Cause if they're not going to find performers to do it, then it won't get done. And, and I think that, but again, it's a cultures. I, I look at who messages me a lot of people from like India and stuff like that are really into the incest theme stuff. Well, that's a huge Jeez. part of their culture. Same thing in Asia. It is. You yeah. Know? It's not, it's not a part of Western mentality to be into that kind of thing. Well, that's like that. Uh, I think it was your good pal, uh, Gavin was talking mm -hmm. about that. One of his theories about the Muslim world, there's too much cousin marrying going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, yeah. they produce these these kids that uh, they may not all have uh, physical deformities that you can see, but certainly mental disorders can come from that as well yep. and uh, become very uh, agitated, frustrated and angry. Yep. And well, there you go. Oh, yeah. Well, you get a bunch of IQ 65 people <laughs> with no resources yes. and not enough water. And you're going to have a lot of problems with people. And <laughs> this is, you know, like we're shocked, too. Like we're like, oh, gosh, what could have gone wrong? Let's send in the U.N. to feed everyone and make sure the population yeah. booms. And then 20 years <laughs> later, I'll be shocked when these people are angry. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's stupid. And I'm like, we're really that stupid, aren't we? We're we, really We shocked. are. We're very, very stupid. You can <laughs> just, just look at Europe and you can see what's going on there. Oh, my God. Uh, and I haven't and, kept uh, up with that lately. Like, you probably have a lot of news on some of this stuff. I've been so busy, I haven't had a chance to. But I, oh, I, nothing, I, is, nothing has changed. Some countries are waking up. Poland's figuring it out. Yeah. And they're starting to seal their borders and opting out of this nonsense. Because as, as part of the, U, the EU, well, they're obligated to take some loads of these uh, refugees. But, you know, you get tired of uh, your daughters getting raped. Yeah. And uh, so and, and I, I I'm astounded how Merkel could. Uh, I mean, she's not going to run again. But I mean, did you, you would think you'd want her to resign when they, it was her government that was pushing these ideas of, uh, well, listen, honey, you, your hair's blonde and that's exotic to them. You might want to try going brunette. So, you know, in other words, you're too sexy for them. Yeah. 
and uh, they, they, you know, they can't control themselves. I mean, it's just, it's the old Gennard of the, you know, well, honey, look how you, you're dressed. That's why you got raped. Right. And yet these are the ultra leftist, you know, progressive people preaching this now yep. in order to protect the, uh, their, uh, well, one guy calls them uh, purse puppies now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the latest for uh, the, uh, the oppressed masses. Uh, that the uh, the left uh, wants to protect. So uh, women in that case uh, are, are a little a little bit lower on the totem pole. <laughs> so we we totally <laughs> care about women's rights and misogyny and safety in the workplace, unless yeah. the actions are perpetrated by one of our Muslim purse puppies. In which case, fuck you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you got it. See, those are the rules. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's and it's one of these things. Like, I, I it's fascinating though. I talk to a lot of people who are super liberal because the industry I'm in, and like people don't. I, I, I'm always like curious. I'm like, are these people purposefully choosing to be, to have this kind of cognitive dissonance? Or are they really that dumb? Because I'll talk to people and they're like, oh, well, you know, it's a problem. This is a problem of overpopulation, all these things. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. that's why we shouldn't, you know, that's a problem. They're like, yeah, but we <laughs> You're can't. You're feeding them and giving them medicines to do it. Yeah, but like, well, we can't do anything about it. And I'm like, well, no, that just, that's how that works. Like, you've got to, we've got to do something. Because, you know, yeah. the, the the common thought right now is, well, this is, we have to let them in because there's so many people. And I'm like, no, no, that's exactly why you keep them out. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just. That's the that's the whole point. That's the whole point. This is why we're talking about this. Because yeah, you can seal your borders. It's actually totally possible to do. But part of it is also stop feeding people. Stop it. Like we can't yeah. we can't be sending the UN into to countries that can't sustain themselves. And then be surprised when they show up thirty years, forty years later, wanting to be fed at our doorstep. Doesn't work. Right. And it, you if if you keep making th- the, the situation comfortable uh, by means of the aid like that to the point where they don't deal with the problems yeah. that they have in their home country. Yeah. So, and this repeats over and over and over again. Uh, and it's like, well, I forget who said it, but it was like, uh, it's not as bad as it is with the Muslim problem that Europe has, but here with uh, Mexico, it says, you know, if Mexico didn't have uh, the U S border, uh, there would have been a revolution there years ago, you know, I mean, because, yeah. but, but, but they're able to let off the steam by just dumping people <laughs> oh, <laughs> into totally. the United States. And, and now they're completely supported by these guys who send money back to the States and all that. Oh, totally. Well, and also they're, they're able to dump their, their refugees that they don't want all the people, most exactly. people I'm meeting these days, cause LA is such a catch all for like illegal citizens yeah. or yeah. non-citizens, illegal residents. Um, Guatemalans, El Salvadorians, like a lot of people like that. They're right. not Mexicans. I haven't met a Mexican who wasn't born here in a while, but I have met a lot of like Guatemalans and Salvadorians. Right. And I think it's because, you know, the big wave of Mexicans came in like the 80s and 90s. And then they kind of yes. settled in. But Mexico started getting smart and going, you know, we're being impoverished because of all these people coming in from the <laughs> South. Uh, you know what? Let's just take care of our people and fuck these people and send them up to America. <laughs> and so now, I mean, I think that this is – and this is the problem. This is why I think a lot of the Mexicans are – you know, they get so angry about being blamed because they're like – you know, hey, I'm right, a second-generation right. citizen, but these fucking Guatemalans next door, man, they're the problem. And I'm meeting a lot of Latinos these days, a lot of Latinos that are either overtly or secretly conservative. And I have a lot of conversations with people because I've had people come up to me and go, hey, you know, I'm a lot of them are Latinos are saying, you know, I'm really come I'm with you. I'm really conservative. I just can't <laughs> say it publicly. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, and this happens to me a lot these days, especially with these like public outings and stuff. 
because the Latinos, like we all know what happens when you have these these systems in place. A lot of Latinos have lived through military takeovers, revolutions, right. uh, communism, you name it. And we're the people who are like, yeah, yeah you don't want that here. And so, yeah. but but everyone presumes we're the ones who who really want that. And that's a it's a typical failing of the left to say, well, you're brown, so therefore you're on our side. <laughs> I know that's the yeah, they, they, and that it, it, they they constantly paint everybody else as racist and whatever. But why isn't that racist? Because you make an assumption okay. based on your skin color of how what uh, thoughts you should have and how you should think, and the idea that there's any Latinos out there who uh, are conservative. Oh my God, no, no. that's not true. Oh. That's just a bunch of uh, weird exceptions to the rule, and yeah, yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and we're all here and, going like, "Hey, you know, you know, your policies don't work, right?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. And then when you're legalizing illegal immigration, mm-hmm. then it's always an insult to the actual legal immigrant yeah. who worked hard and everything and went through everything and, and for what? When all they had to do was just, you know, walk a few miles, <laughs> yeah, and be here. And yep. and that's one of the things you can't ever. They have no criticism for the government of Mexico, who, like you said, they're dumping Central America on this exactly. <laughs> the doorstep of America. Because hey, we we we're not we're not we don't want to deal with them. And and a lot of that is with the corruption of Mexico. Because you got to understand uh, the the smuggling networks and the lucrative uh-huh. amounts that they make. Because they, they they do spend a lot of money to get here. Because yep. they can't just go into Mexico because Mexico is very strict on that. Yes, yes. <laughs> there is a Mexican wall. There is. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're not coming in here just because you want to. Nope. No, you're going to have to pay. And uh, so that's, you know, that falls under the, like the sex trafficking and whatnot, because that's how they're paying for it. Oh, yeah. To get in. Absolutely. And that's and this is why people wonder, well, you know, how the cartels get so powerful. It's like, well, they're, they're human smuggling, they're drug smuggling, and they're doing it from one border to another. So this is why right. they're getting away with it, because the government's like, well... If you've paid to get into Mexico with the eventual goal of getting into the States and you're paying the coyotes that much, fine. Yeah. You can come in to go through. You can pass. But if you just show up in Mexico from Guatemala or whatever and you plan on staying, they'll shoot you or they'll deport you. They don't give a fuck. Yes. This is what Americans don't get. Like you, you guys have never traveled to Latin America, all this multicultural rhetoric Go yeah. go there and see how this works because they don't care. There is no like special UN peace boat, you know, at the border of Mexico where they like take you to Baja and some Kumbaya and give you a taco. I mean, they shoot you. <laughs> and you can't. Yeah. So it's it's just really amazing this this cognitive dissonance. That it's really it is. It's just really a malady of the left, mostly privileged white people. Which is right. really ironic because they're the ones who hate white people the most. <laughs> I know they sure do. Uh, they love being uh, uh, being able to lord it over people. That there's something about the seductive and addictive about that type of feeling of being superior yeah. to one another, and that's definitely the left. And it's a lot of that. With well, I care. I care more than you. Yeah. Well, you don't care enough to actually investigate what Mexico's really like. Or what's that going? And the first time I'd heard about rape trees, it's like my God, and that's on the border around through Texas and Arizona, Mm -hmm. all that. And the guy said it was this tree, and it's full of uh, panties. And they go, "Well, what's this about?" 
said, oh, that's the rape tree. And the border guard says, yeah, you see what happens is the coyotes, they bring in these women. And then uh, whether they're fully paid up or not, doesn't matter. They always say, oh, we're going to need another thousand. Well, I don't have it. All right. Drop your panties. Yep. We're going to fuck you. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. so that, you know, and so to turn a blind eye to that, because the left, all he's worried about is that I might have said illegal alien. <laughs> oh, my God. They're undocumented. How di- That's the big crime. You know, and then so you turn a blind eye to that. You're allowing this system to keep going where the, these people are, you know, just, you know, exploited and brutalized and all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, that, you know, and then the other thing is like, oh, well, we've got the dreamers because, you know, their parents got in here whenever and they they're basically Americans. But they they, they were, you know, infants when they came over. And that and that is sad. And uh, but the problem here is, is whose fault is that? That's right. It's mom's fault. Right. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. and I mean, there are consequences for crimes, and that's one of them. And, yeah. uh, but when it becomes too much of a problem, we're going to have to deal with that. So there's some elements that I would have said, all right, go ahead and, and, and go. I, I'll give you a deal for full amnesty. Yeah. But I want that fucking wall and I want the military on the border. Yep. That's it. Yep. No more. We never get there. That goes back to Reagan in 86. You know, okay, we'll do the amnesty. But we, oh, yeah, we're going to secure the border because back then it, they were looking at a million. Yep. You know? Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah, you lied. You yeah. lied. And that's why the, the gall of these people to ask for another deal like and the, these people, I mostly mean the Democrats. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, the Republicans. If we, if only, like I was thinking, you were, I was thinking about this and you're telling me about all your Latina friends who are, uh, <laughs> are secretly conservative. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's really sad that they don't have a real Republican party to vote for. Yeah. Because they want that border open too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, <laughs> that's totally it. And this is where, you know, a lot of, the other thing people don't get is the Latinos, we're the ones who deal with the people who are here illegally, right. who are criminals. <laughs> yes. It's totally privileged white people. <laughs> they they live next door to you. <laughs> They live next to us. I mean, I, you know, and I've, yeah. I've lived in Barrios half more than half my life, and you have crime that comes in because it's not like like you might have a family, and Latinos are are a better immigrant class than like let's say you know what you're having in Europe right now. You have all these these men who are fighting age from Africa with no skill set and low IQs. I mean, that's a that's a real <laughs> fucking problem. But yeah, these people. Boy. These people are a little bit, but the problem is that you just need one bad cousin or one bad uncle out of that whole group to create a, a problem in this household where let's say most of it's hardworking, but you get the one uncle who's in and out of prison and starts yeah. drug dealing and, and they got 20 people living in this house and now you've got a crime that's in the neighborhood. And they're, they're, let's say, maybe less prone to crime than other immigrant groups, but it's still enough to you know, really drag down areas into over, overpopulation. Because a lot of these roads, like especially in Los Angeles, I remember when I was a kid, it was just starting to become a real problem in the 80s. Now there's no parking. Like, there's no parking yeah. in L.A. Because these, you get these apartment buildings, you have like one or two assigned parking <laughs> spaces, and then the streets, and people are living, you know, seven to an apartment. Eight to an yeah. apartment, and you've got the uncles there, and the grandma, and the two parents, and maybe another cousin. These are all adults, you know. And there's work right. trucks all along the street. I mean, it, we're overcrowded, and this is the problem. You know, people like to talk about immigration as a, as a moral issue, and it's really a resource issue. And until we deal with it that way, nothing will get handled. Because the dreamers too—they've taken up valuable space in the colleges. How many kids who really could have had a chance? And I have a lot of friends like this who are American citizens, maybe white kids or, or even black kids who didn't have the opportunity to get into the colleges because the dreamers get pre- uh, preference 
through these certain yeah. programs. And they also get a lot of aid money. I couldn't get it. I was not considered to be Latino enough to get me. <laughs> I, I know. How do they determine that? Because I mean, it has what? to do with your family's income. And the dreamers are also because they're, they're, they're kids who are of illegals. They get preferential aid. It's a, it's a whole, the, the California wow. school says, yeah. So, so you get these, you have this system where a lot of these kids that are indigenous citizens are, are totally falling through the cracks and have in my generation. This is why I think my generation's really been all Trump trained because yeah. this is the generation that didn't get into college, you know, or, or if they did, they really had to work. I really had to work at it, but I look at this, these kids that are a little bit younger and they're paying two to three times as much for subpar education in a more crowded environment and they're sick of it. I mean, they're, they're going to be the ones that lose it eventually. Yeah, and it's boy, and and this of course would create divisions amongst peoples over this sort of mm-hmm. thing. And uh, but the but the state thrives on that. Yeah. Uh, and I've always said, like the for the professional activist, the worst thing that can happen for them is victory. So yeah. like for the civil rights movement, I'd call that a victory. Right, you, you won, you right. totally won that. You know, but no, let's pretend it's still there because I don't want to get a real job. Right. So, right. <laughs> no, so, and so for the bureaucracy, of course, it's all networked in there and they're dependent on constantly needing dependent people. Yep. And so, and so now for them, they're, they're, they're looking at uh, uh, Latinos as, as the real uh, cash cow for them. Uh, so sorry, black people, but you're just not cool anymore. <laughs> right, right. You guys are, yeah, and there's not enough Muslim. of you. Unless you're Muslim, and with, yeah, and, Muslims. That's that's another one. Yeah, if you're yeah, black so and Muslim, Muslims. we'll we'll find a special preference box for you. Because I was talking to a couple. Why this is another thing again? The left, their racism. A lot of my black friends are conservatives or libertarians because they right. were thrown under the bus in L.A. There, yeah. there, there's a reason they had all those riots. They were being thrown under the bus for the, the new Latino populations back in the 90s. And it's only yeah. gotten worse. So they've actually moved up. But this is the other thing. You know, you have this, the Democrat Party saying, oh, we know everybody needs work. And, oh, you know, we're going to take care of our black people. Yeah, but you want to keep importing people. Why can't we find jobs for the black population? <laughs> this, you, you, this is like 55% unemployment amongst young black men. Who cares about that? Let's bring more people in. Fuck them. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> that and once, I mean, we talked about this before about how the left's uh, enumerate, and then the math, just the basic mathematics there. Yeah. Of you got a pop, uh, you got an employment problem. Let's bring in more people. <laughs> uh, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, what the hell are you doing? You it, know, it's unbelievable. That's not the idea. That's not the goal. It's unbelievable. And, uh, it's it's I mean, they don't they, I one thing that they like you said the numeracy I'm like do you guys understand what the end of the road on this is because yeah. I don't think they get it that eventually you hit a saturation point where you end up with real conflict and any little stupid state system that they've set up to support themselves will absolutely be destroyed under the yeah. weight of this and, and their thinking is is I'm going to have a permanent uh, constituency that has to vote for me. That's as far as they go, you know. As long as they well, they're, we're up against really smart people. They're not that smart. No, they're only thinking that far, and it's a scheme and a scam that works for the most part for them. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you've got to deliver, and you can't. You've made it impossible. Yep. And a collapse will is inevitable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, 
but they, like I said, they don't think that far ahead. And it's always like, oh, that'll never happen in America. Why not? You know, I mean, <laughs> it's happened I mean, before. I mean, it, we had a revolution. It's happened there. everywhere. It's <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and and it's just like, you know, we're, we're the same human beings as everyone yep. else. Exactly. So the same amount of we're all vulnerable to the same things. And I know this is a unique point in human history. What happened in America and what it became, yeah. and all of that, and out of Western civilization, it's unique in the history of, of humanity. Right. But still, uh, it it it's it has its vulnerabilities, and it can be killed. Absolutely. And I, I, and I mean, it's a constant thing. Everybody says we're in the last days, or we're in the doomed, or this is it, this generation, and all that. It's true, but eventually. It is true. <laughs> it's yeah. not just crying wolf or whatever. And I mean, and like I said, the mathematics and everything, you can see it that no, this can't go on like this. No, no, it can't. And it's, and, and it won't. And this is why I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Cause the thing is, and you know, you and I've had our conversations about Trump and I, again, the, the bipolar kind of binary nature of, of these people, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, like, were some of us relieved when Trump got in over Clinton? Yes. Does that mean we support Trump wholeheartedly? No. There's a big right. difference between, yeah. between the, you know, and, and, and for some reason, nobody gets that. Because I've had some I questions I know. Lately. I can't understand that. <laughs> a lot of people on the left are completely unaware that you, people like you and me exist. Yeah, they, they don't get it. And, and a lot of the people you know. on the left, I, I've, and I've had this in my industry, especially where they're like, well, you're, you know, one of these Trump supporters. I'm like, I'm like no, I, I was just happy that Clinton's not it. You're not understanding. Yeah. You're literally <laughs> unable to understand something that's really simple nuance. Really, really simple. Because I, I had told the port industry too. I was like, "Hey, I'd be happy with Bernie Sanders getting in because he's not going to get anything done." So, yeah. so <laughs> fine. Get, you guys can all argue with each other for the next four years and get nothing done, and that's fine by me. Because the less they can do, the better off we are a lot of the time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's the better that's option. The truth. Yeah, because yeah, but, you know, but gee, Trump. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Now, but see, yeah, gee, I wish a lot of that was true, that we were going to uh, really repeal Obamacare and all that, and we were going to destroy the tax code. Oh, God, you, you can imagine the orgasm that gave me. But it's oh, yeah. not going to happen, you know, because yeah. yeah. it's what needs to happen. It will happen on its own, but that's the worst outcome because it claps under its own weight. <laughs> right, right. And then it's like walking dead everywhere. But yeah. uh but, uh, but it's not going to happen, and uh, that's why you can, you can see this in the healthcare debacle that's going on now mm -hmm. they do not want to repeal that they're scared to death no. of the medicaid numbers yep and even though they know this doesn't work no it and, doesn't work uh, <laughs> and they, they, they can't even get out they don't even have the balls to go out there and say okay we're gonna phase it you're on it now but you you and you got to treat people like adults. You got to pay attention if you're you're on Medicaid. You need to look at what your options are. Come you know, come like four or five years. Right. It's not going to be there. Right. But instead, no, we're just going to you know crap some magic money somehow. Right. Let's look and fund it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once they discovered, hey, you notice this print button on the on the copier machine? Yeah, isn't yeah. that amazing? Look at the sheets of money it puts out. This is great. Oh my god, I can't believe no one ever thought of this. Oh yeah. Yeah, they now. did. You just push the algorithm. You're like, oh hey, let's just create a new billion dollars right now. I'm gonna take some money <laughs> yes. that doesn't exist and I'm gonna monetize it. Oh, look, there's more. What is it? It's yeah, a fucking miracle. It's just like the the the, the, bi the billion dollar bill from Zimbabwe. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, how about the uh the 
the rice marks from uh, the Weimar Republic. That that yeah. worked out, didn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, that's another problem. They're all scared of Trump. Boy, you don't know what's coming if you keep this going. It, it, exactly. And this has been the <laughs> thing, you know, it, this is where I've been watching this for years. And it, it's yeah. funny somebody asked, like, oh, Mercedes, would you start getting interested in this? I was interested in this back in college once I learned how the Federal Reserve functions. Right, <laughs> right. Chinese, yeah. I had a Chinese econ teacher who was probably one of the best professors I've ever had because he was Chinese and he was teaching economics. <laughs> yeah. And he told us, he first day of class, he was like, who do you think the biggest world, who's going to be the biggest economy in the world by the time you guys are 40? He's like, China. He's like, get used to it. <laughs> He's like, learn Mandarin. Because <laughs> let me explain something to you. It was just numbers. And he was yeah. really an interesting guy because he's like he just he's like I had left China for a reason. Do I think that this is a good thing? No. Do I think it's inevitable? Yes. Do I think that right. the U.S. is making poor decisions with their policy? Yes. And it was really, really, really simple. You know, once you see it broken down like that, you go, "Holy shit, we are so fucked." <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's so bad. And then on top of it collapsing under our domestic weight, I mean, we're we're making all the same mistakes Rome made, and they're right there in Gibbons' work on Rome. It's somebody else wrote about this yeah. already, but nobody teaches this apparently. Yeah, no, they but well, they do, but no one listens to it. I mean, <laughs> typically, like history is one of the least favorite subjects in schools, and it's an uphill battle with that. It was always my favorite, Mine too. which explains me. Right, you know, that's just the way I was. I thought, wow, this is great. I'm just reading stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this really isn't interesting work. Interesting one. Super <laughs> and, interesting. And, yeah, and so Rome is always that story about Rome as they were a victim of their own success yep. and they became fat and lazy. And right up to the last minute, right when the, uh, the, uh, the barbarians were at the, literally at the gate and they had the city walled off and they talked about the, the right, they were still throwing the gladiatorial contest because mm-hmm. they still wanted that entertainment. Yeah. It's <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, they'll still be masturbating to your porn Mercedes <laughs> right up to the last minute before the collapse <laughs> and the lights go out, you know, you can't see it anymore. Oh, shit, what happened? That's what the revolution will take hold when the pornography is no longer accessible. Yes. Oh, the withdrawal. That'll be oh, the, the massive anger. People finally lose it. They finally have had it. You know, it's just enough <laughs> when the porno stops flowing. And I I mean, it's so, it's it's true. I mean, it's part of the reason I do what I do because I have a lot of people go, why don't you do something else? You're well Because we're in a collapsing system. So, yeah the point should i do that when you know i have very little hope that this system will be maintained you know well into my old age i, I don't expect to get any of these these things you know people complain about this and i'm like you realize there's a whole generation of us that will never have that kind of health care will never have this right. kind of social service i mean i expect to get nothing i've gotten nothing so far and and, um, you know, I don't think people are looking at this going, you know, eventually we're going to have to pay the piper on this. And it's going to be ugly. No, no, there'll be someone to take care of us. That's their job. They're supposed to take care of us. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I honestly like, and this is what I, I really like with the veteran community. I've always been very amused by it with them because they're, they're like, bring on the, the collapse. And I mean, I think it'll be <laughs> ugly and I think it'll be something that yes. none of us really want to live through. Um, but right. it's going to happen. You know, one way yeah. or another. It may not happen even in my lifetime, but it's going to happen yeah, eventually. Most countries have several civil wars, not just one. So, 
sooner or later that kind of and all this talk of splitting up it's funny when i see these people that are, all of a sudden these lefties they want california to break away from the union be my <laughs> guest uh let's see how long that lasts <laughs> you realize without you won't get the federal dollars anymore <laughs> and that was like recently they were also saying hey uh, screw trump and all that let's just do our own single payer plan which is constitutional every state could do their own single payer plan by state oh, yeah. so they ran the numbers well let's see the gdp is uh, 180 billion uh what's the cost of the health care oh 350 billion <laughs> uh, even an yeah, idiot exactly. can see that's a problem <laughs> oh, and that's the conservative <laughs> estimate so of course it would be way more than that like and uh, <laughs> boy boy reality really does uh ruin people's dreams but that's the way it is and it always wins yeah, that and that's where you know like, like when california talks about secession i'm like with what army what army do you plan to use <laughs> like, i live here and i swear to god you know i go to starbucks it's just nothing but man buns i'm like well, yeah they're gonna, they're gonna get out there and they're gonna fight us with their man buns i'm wrong yes the doing. man I'm bun like, oh my god <laughs> And there's 40, you know, by the way, the taxpaying citizenry, people like me in California are still overwhelmingly conservatives because we're the ones who are paying taxes. So, so we're the ones who are like, no, 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 we don't want to secede. We don't want that. That, because that doesn't make any sense. How are we going to do that? You know, what we're going to have, let's, let's, what would be the point of this? I I fail to say we need that federal money at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Because they keep spending. Yes. And they just promise more yep. and they don't know what else to do. And then that's the problem. And a lot of that is deals made by politicians that are long dead. Yep. So they didn't have to worry about the uh, the outcome of it. Oh, yeah. And it, all, it also goes back to a lot of attitudes that happened in the post-war yep. era of America, which we had this massive boom yep. because of that. Right. Well, the rest of the world recovered and rebuilt. So that's not there anymore and it's not coming. And you can't keep acting like those conditions exist today. Oh, no. They don't. No, no, no. And, you know, you hear it a lot with, a, and I've heard it a lot with the, the illegal immigrant populations where they say, oh, there's so much America can do for you. And I'm like, so this is where we've gotten in like 50 years from JFK, uh, you know, his, his iconic right. speech. It's, That's not what your country can be. And they're like, oh, America can do so much for you. Yeah. <laughs> and because I, t- I get all this stuff, too, because I don't look white. So the people are honest with me. And it's scary. It's scary what comes out of people's mouths when, you know, when they they think that it's okay to say stuff like this. Because I'm thinking, you know, motherfucker, I'm paying the taxes that are supporting you. (laughs) (laughs) So this doesn't work for me. And it doesn't work for a lot of population. And uh, I mean, but the obvious, yeah, but but the obvious thing you think people would realize is that the tax base is shrinking. And when that happens, where do you get your money from? Oh, this, that would require understanding mathematics. <laughs> I mean, actually, arithmetic. That's the other thing. This isn't even mathematics. This is simple arithmetic. This is just compounding interest over time. That's you look at population right. rate growth, you know, and, and then you look at the amount of resources. I mean, this is addition, subtraction, multiplication. It's you're not even in calculus <laughs> at this point. And, then, and our yeah. but look at we have we have Maxine Waters in California, so that kind of oh, tells God, you everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, like people have yeah. elected her over and over again for some reason. Right. So you realize that's hopeless. I, it's when, done. When you keep, 
you know, so that's, it's impossible. Don't try to explain anything. It's not going to happen. You can't, you and, can't. <laughs> and, and that's the idea. That's the plan of, we want that kind of constituency <laughs> multiplied over and over again. So you can stay in office forever. And uh, these are always these people in office who never could never make it at all in anything. No. So they got elected and they've been there forever. Exactly. And that's why and, and beyond the tax code and uh, the repealing health care and all that, I would want uh, term limits clamped on these people. Uh, oh, the yeah. Senate, you get two terms. That's it. That's, that's 12 years. That's enough. Yeah. And, uh, I forget, you know, maybe four or so for the Congress and all that. And 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 also, I want to turn limits on uh, federal judges, including the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. Absolutely. I want that, you know, because it's just too much power. And uh, it never should have been a career. In a lot of ways, that way, uh, Trump is actually the model in the sense of his age. That's the right age when you run for president. Because you went and you, you made your fortune, and now you want to actually do some service uh, in your later years. So, okay, you can serve a couple of terms, and then you're you're gone. Well, and that's, and that, you know, really, I mean, that was the one thing that they were trying to say, well, you know, Trump's got no experience. I'm like, that's the best part about him. I remember when, exactly. um, when uh, it was uh, Sarah Palin was running and, oh, uh, who was it? Who was that Alaskan senator? I forget his name. I'll think of it in a second. Uh, he oh, was running for yeah. president. He was great. He's kind of a, kind of like Damn, a Bernie Sanders dude. meets libertarianism. I really liked him. I'll think yeah. of his name in a moment, but he was, and he, he's actually who I voted for. I think in a when everyone was on the Obama train, so I've always been oh, okay. But when they were talking, they were talking to him about Sarah Palin, and he's not a conservative at all. And they're big concerned about her was her lack of experience. He said that's the greatest thing she has going for her is yeah. lack of experience <laughs> in Washington. He's like, you want to look at corruption, you're going to find it in the the tenured, you know, Washington D.C. political class. You're not going to find it yeah. in some, some lady who's a newscaster from Alaska. She's probably the cleanest person we have. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of a. It, it was a good point, you know. Right, but that, I mean, that's always the point they make. Is like, oh, you, you need that experience to know where where all the bodies are and no. where the right phone numbers, well, and all that cesspool and stuff that you, it it has got nothing to do with it. But that's the way it is, and it's been built up. For over a hundred years. Well, the only you know, people by, who, by design. The only people who know the bodies are the Clintons at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, hey, everybody people, keeps dying. Uh, I'm surprised. I mean, it's like it's just amazing how people just like they 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 think they have they they want to testify and they decide to kill themselves instead. It's just fascinating. <laughs> but there's like that recent one too. Didn't even that that guy that that uh, rock star singer. He said he was a conspiracy theorist. He said he had something on the Clintons. <laughs> he killed himself. Oh, Oh, really? Like what? Oh, Chris yeah. Cornell? No, the other one that just died from. Uh, oh, Link, the Lincoln Park the guy. Lincoln Park guy. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, if that's wow. True or not. I'll have to look into them. That might be fake news, but I got to check that out. <laughs> it, but it, somebody... it could be. Because uh, I had heard he was up. He was still upset over Cornell's death. So apparently there were well, well, in that. Well, that's so, like that's a really know. good reason to kill yourself. You know yeah. what? I'm really... Well, you know, suicidal mindset is not quite. Uh, sane, so <laughs> I know it's just one of those things. Like you know, whenever musicians and stuff do that, and I'm, I know I'm real big on the activism for the vets, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in, I'm in Hollywood. I'm around these people, these like self-important yeah. artists, and I'm just kind of like, you know, I get it. Like these guys who come back from war, they watch their best friend get blown up. They come back to an empty house. Their wife and kids are gone, and the VA, yeah. you know, declares them mentally unfit to see their children. I, I get why these guys start to kill themselves. 
Especially as rock stars. I mean, I'm around these people. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, I know your life is very difficult. I understand. You're really challenged right now having to write new songs so you can go on tour for millions of dollars. But just you know, stay with us. I mean, somebody's got kids. I know. <laughs> Especially both of, these, both of these men had kids and stuff. Exactly. And like, you couldn't get it together. You couldn't think about them. Rather than whatever you know, depression you had and all that, I, you know, you know, but I don't want to hear any complaints from these millionaires. No, no, <laughs> Gee, the life I have because you can do so much for people. That's the other thing. I'm like, here you're, you're yeah. wealthy and you have the ability to really help lots of people with your wealth if you choose to, and instead you just had to kill yourself. I don't have a lot of respect for that. And somebody was pissed at me because I said that over Cornell's death. I was like, you know what? It's all right. You know, fuck you. I mean, really, I don't give a fuck. You got a family. You can off yourself because you're unhappy. I don't give a yeah. shit. You, you're, you're worth millions. You're on tour. People love you. And you can do things for others. You could choose to be a bastion of hope for other suicidal people. Really, I mean, there's something that could be glorious about that kind of life. And, right. and you just kill yourself instead. <laughs> and, and, you know, so it's like, oh, you're, you know, you're minimizing suicide, Mercedes. You're hurting the very men you're attempting to help. And I got a lot of messages, though, from veterans going, no, no, we get your point. Because, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Like, I talk to these guys every day. These guys who end up committing suicide that are veterans. And they've watched some of the most horrific horrors of human experience. And this guy, right. it was really hard for him to come up to the second verse of this new song he was writing. So, <laughs> you know, no. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, full disclosure, uh, I, I, I was almost a suicide years yeah. ago. I had uh, full collapse, uh, depression, and all that. I've yeah. battled it all my life. But there is a way out of it, and you have to take that initiative. And uh, But I never went through anything these soldiers did. And it's one of those lessons. You know, I'll see one of these guys who had his face burned off. Yeah. And uh, he's one of the happiest guys you'll meet. You know, yeah. and I say, so look, it's not as bad as you think, you know? Yeah, and also, you look, there's also a difference between your average person. This is something I turned over. Your average person who has a, a chemical imbalance or had a bad life, right, right. who has suicidal ideation, and somebody who is a rock star with millions of dollars with access to resources that other people don't yes. have. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, a, to me, it wasn't a matter of minimizing suicide because I understand that. And I've, I've known people who've committed suicide. That's horrible. And I understand yeah. where a lot of their horrors come from. But you're talking about a rock star. You're not talking about your average guy down the street who has really severe depression and a chemical imbalance or a drug addiction problem. Then, you know, those are two different things. But the, the way the media glorifies these guys, I'm like, you're not yeah. helping. Let's let's run the 22 guys a day, kill themselves I know in combat. Then I'll listen. Right. Yeah, because the, the, the rock star, it gets romanticized as yeah. the dark artist. And, uh, yeah. I, this world wasn't good enough for him and all this, you know, and I, oh, it, 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 and that's not what suicide's like either. No, no, no. <laughs> and it's a horrible so they, don't romanticize that shit. And, and, and uh, lots of people have every right to be angry, especially yeah. his wife, you oh, know, absolutely. And, and, and all that sort of thing. So it's, it's never quite like that. It, and, absolutely. But, you know, that's just, and also just the access to resources. I mean, look, I, I'm just a lowly porn star, and I have access to Dr. any number of happy pills that I want. So I, <laughs> I'm going to say that somebody who's a, an actual rock star will have the ability to, to get the kind of even pharmaceutical help that they need just to get through that hump. Right. To get, to, you yeah. know, it's because it's, it's a Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, he was not without options there. He just 
he was because this because it is very when you're at that uh, even when you're in the deepest of depression and it's hard to battle and stuff but you you become very very selfish yeah <laughs> and you know there's a lot of that there and so it, it and it still uh, uh, it comes down to uh what kind of a character you are yeah. that you can overcome that you could at least think about something for me it was my family i'm like yeah you know i mean they're gonna have to find this body yeah yeah <laughs> and you know and things like that Absolutely. And so uh, you know, if if that doesn't stop you, then there's reasons to be critical of someone who did themselves in, and uh, with these scenarios like that. Oh, absolutely, so. and that, and I really commend you for that. And it's a very, it's very much, um, you know, this is where like a lot of those the veterans who do commit suicide, they don't have anybody. And that's why they do it, and that's right, why it's really right. important. A lot of these different things that they do with the silkies hikes and the and the get-togethers and all that kind of stuff, they do it just yeah. to remind them they're not alone because. A lot of them do come back alone. And a lot of them do come back to empty houses. A lot of them do exactly. come back to families that have that are maybe died, you know, while they were gone or they never had one. You know, it's real common for these guys to go to the military because they really didn't have a support system at all. Or they came right. back to a really dysfunctional family. You know, so you, you, this is this is where you get into that. And I know we've we've way digressed, but but it's it, that's why it's so important because <laughs> a lot of people that I've spoken to and even my father came back to a dysfunctional family with a with a drug problem, but he but yeah. he he was one of the success stories, and I think right. that's amazing. And I want to you know I want to support. We are currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Okay, you there? Oh. All right. All right. I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll try to wrap it up a little bit here. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was just going to correct you on one thing. Uh, I, I wouldn't say you're a lowly porn star. I mean, looking at your the current picture you have at your uh, your Twitter page, good lord. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> what a pinup goddess. <laughs> uh, and, thank and you so much. You, you, yeah. <laughs> You have a new look now. You've changed your hair color and uh, style and everything. And uh, yeah. it's amazing how something that simple can make you look like a, an entirely different person. Oh, yeah. Well, and it was it was funny because I – it's one thing people don't realize, you know, when they see people who are like, me, like media personalities, right, is that usually that stuff is kind of carefully crafted, you know, the look yeah. in it. And and so we, we have these looks. I've actually – been wanting to change up my, my look for a little while because one thing that's always bothered me and it's funny because I started in the industry I just had this long dark hair and I put bangs in it it was just a way for me to kind of keep it out of my face and um, <laughs> and you know it was just necessary in my field of work <laughs> and, um, so I ended, I kind of got almost typecast into a lot of those roles I do a lot of these mommy dog kind of roles and that's actually not my personality at all um, and everybody knows I'm, I'm a big supporter of men and I look some femdoms are too but I don't like yeah, yeah. doing these kind of abusive you know I, I don't do roles it's not part of my personality to be that kind of dominant you know or abusive right. as a matter of of my own personal I don't get off on that that's not I like to support people <laughs> I want people to be great I don't I don't like diminishing others especially men because I really think a male presence in society is really important, a true masculine presence, you know? And right, um, right. so this was kind of a thing that actually my agent and I argued about for a bit. 
uh, was, <laughs> don't was ruin it, <laughs> yeah they're like dog you're gonna it's gonna because it's gonna get you out of these walls because lightning in my hair makes me look a lot younger and, uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah it's a thing you know they're like trying to make yeah. me look older because it's because of the walls that i you know i just said you know I'm, I'm just tired of that so that's part of part of it, it was all this stuff it was op milf it was me changing up my look and just kind of going back to what i really want to do and I appreciate yeah. the, the the compliment because it was one of those things, you know. They're like, "Don't change your look," because the, the common thing is, if you change your look, your fan base will they won't like it. And so far, <laughs> uh, I no, I don't comment. think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought of it. I thought it was like a, a Betty look back, you know, a Betty Page look that yeah. thing. I didn't think of the dominatrix, but I guess so. Yeah. And uh, but this one uh, is reminiscent of pinup uh, imagery and stuff dating back to uh, you know the war days and all that, yeah. which is uh, appropriate considering the the work you're cu- you're currently uh, involved in. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm glad that you like it because that was something that uh, I, I've taken notice of. It's just who likes who likes what, and and I was hoping people would like it, and so far they do. So thank you for noticing. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was always a pleasure to talk to you, Mercedes. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, it's always fun. Uh, we'll talk again and have some fun. And, and uh, good luck with the uh, projects and, uh, and and all the best to you. And we'll, like I said, we'll talk again. Thank you so much, Doug. I look forward to talking to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Wow. Isn't she lovely? Yes, that's a rhetorical question, because you know the answer is yes. Yes, boy. Where was she when I was young, huh? Well, uh, see, last week was my birthday, so this is like a belated birthday gift for me. So that's all I had for the show, <laughs> because I just want to talk to Mercedes. So I uh, did that, and I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, I'm really grateful for her uh, giving me some time to do that. And uh, so once again, thanks, Mercedes, for doing the show. But in the meantime, you listeners out there, if you want to support the Nelson Show, well, you could head over to selfie.com slash Nelson and there for just a few pennies. Really? Well, a little more, but... Well, for only uh, 90 cents, you could download one of the short films that I do. Some are uh, movie serials and others are uh, old educational films uh, that I treat with my witty commentary, uh, cartoon sound effects, uh, inappropriate laughter, (laughs) and, of course, bathroom humor. Yes, due to an extreme lack of talent, sometimes that's needed to save the day. Also, uh, full movies, full uh, about, you know, 90 minutes to two hours. Uh... Well, those will run you like $1.75. Oh, boy, is that going to burn a hole in your pocket? No. And that's all you got to do. You head over there and you uh, download some of those. Some of those, uh, some crappy old horror movies and sci-fi crap. <laughs> Just really crap. But it's easier to watch them because you'll be watching them with your old pal, Mr. Nelson. That's right, me. And uh, I'll be entertaining you with all the uh, little activities that I listed uh, before, so you can head over there. Interestingly enough, one of the films I did, well, actually, there's two that I think are okay, uh, but I, I shit on them anyway because I'm an asshole. But uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead, which is an old horror classic and is a good film, uh, the creator of which, uh, George Romero, recently passed away. And 
Even though I made fun of the film, which I consider to be his best film, probably the only film of his that I consider to be really good, the other zombie movies he did, he did create the genre, and that's his, uh, of that uh, zombie movies, which uh, they're not really zombies because the folklore of zombies is completely different. I don't know what else you call these creatures, uh, these undead cannibals, I guess. Uh, but he's the one who started that whole thing. He was inspired by the other film that I made fun of, that uh, it's not too bad. Uh, Night of the Living Dead's better, but uh, it was a Vincent Price film, uh, Last Man on Earth, uh, which is a similar type story, but it has several notable differences in it. And uh, so that's what inspired uh, George Romero to do that film. And lo and behold, it was a smash hit, and it invented a whole new horror genre that continues to this day, most notably in the popular series The Walking Dead. So uh, he'll be missed. He made his mark. Uh, and, uh, it's sad and all, but, uh, it comes to us all eventually. And so that happened. But, uh, if you want to see my take on it, <laughs> again, you can he head over to cellfight.com slash Nelson. And for a buck 75, uh, my little rendition of Night of the Living Dead uh, is yours. Um, Another way you can help out the Nelson Show is you can head over to my store at Zazzle. You go to Zazzle.com. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com slash the underscore M-R underscore Nelson, N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. <laughs> oh, yes, it's just that simple. Yeah, you could probably put in the Mr. Nelson store in a Google search or in the search at Zazzle.com and you could find it. So anyway, there you'll find a bunch of Nelson uh, show stuff, uh, shirts, hats, mugs, uh, stickers, uh, uh, the stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, one, there is a bumper sticker. I forgot about that. There is a bumper sticker with my face on it saying the Mr. Nelson show. So you can have that. There's a night night shirt. There's two night night shirts. And one with the night-night symbol on it. That's cool. And a couple of shirts from my uh, Selfie video store with the artwork I did. I redo the poster artwork for these uh, movies that I make fun of. And uh, it's all my, uh, you know, my comic book cartoon style artwork on those shirts. And you can uh, have that. There's the Bob Levy Show shirt that I designed. It's there. And, of course, the Rob Saul shirt. I also uh, designed a couple of those for that. And you can get it all there. Uh, they're a bit more pricey than the films, but you can actually wear them, and it'll keep you comfy in the environment of the day. Yeah, so head over to the Mr. Nelson store and uh, purchase yourself some goodies and think of me while you're wearing it. Yeah, speaking of the Rob Saul show, we didn't tape a show this week, so there won't be one uh, Sunday, uh, which will be the next day after you're hearing this, if you... Tune in when this show is posted Saturday. So, uh, no show this week. Hopefully, we'll tape one uh, Monday night, and there'll be a new one next weekend. Uh, but these technical difficulties, man, I tell you, uh, they're a real bastard. I mean, they even interrupted my chat with Mercedes. And I, boy, Skype, I'm really upset about that. Uh, I don't like that. Don't interrupt my talks with Mercedes. That's a no-no. Uh, but... Uh, there are other services in the Rob Saul show. We used them, and it was going good, and then all of a sudden, it went to crap, too. So I don't know. What is it? The Russians? <laughs> it could be. If Lefty were here, that's what he'd say. <laughs> uh, I suspect Lefty and Red will be back for next week's show. Uh, 
Unless I have another guest that I want to waste the whole time with. <laughs> it's never a waste of time when it's Mercedes, but uh, because she's just great. And uh, I'm going to have her on again. So uh, once again, thanks to the lovely Mercedes Carrera for joining me for the show. And uh, that'll do it. So good night, everybody. views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Yeah, once they discovered, hey, you notice this print button on the on the copier machine? Yeah, isn't yeah. that amazing? Look at the sheets of money it puts out. This is great. Oh, my God. I can't believe no one ever thought of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. Now. You just push the algorithm. You're like, oh, hey, let's just create a new billion dollars right now. I'm going to take some money that <laughs> yes. doesn't exist, and I'm going to monetize it. Oh, look, there's more. What is it? It's yeah, a fucking it's just like the the, 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 the billion-dollar bill from Zimbabwe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was great.